0: Welcome to week three. Welcome to the uh, Blue versus Green uh, uh, show, the podcast, whatever you want to call this. I like to call it a dumpster fire because it seems like what all the New York teams are feeling like a little bit right now. Um, it's been a hell of a week uh, in football, specifically for the New York teams. Um, both suffering losses, both two very different losses, however. Jose, how are you?
1: What's up, man? I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I mean, in terms of football, things are not great. Uh, in terms of some life circumstances, things are slightly odd. I went to an ATM machine yesterday and uh, it swallowed my debit card. So I feel like that's like semi-notable. Semi uh, I feel like, yeah, that happened. But uh, the last week I spent it uh, on a beach, even though I was actually working. some of that time i went to emerald north carolina with uh with my uh in-laws my wife my in-laws and it was it was a good time in spite of four days of remote work
0: but yeah uh i've been been i didn't have a good time i did have a good time jets fans did not have a good time um how's it what's up with you you know let's 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 get right into it you know we had a couple games obviously the giants started uh the uh the the week with uh thursday night football against Mm -hmm. the Niners. um you know, didn't go our way and the Jets also had, you know, they, I don't want to take well, it didn't not just go the Jets ways. It, it, it just it went as as far skewed as possible, I think um, not so much in the score, but in expectations. So we're going to kind of get right into it uh, right now. Let's go ahead and start with the Jets. Um, um, <clears throat> here are my quick thoughts going to ramble on a little bit kind of give you uh my own little uh take on the uh the game itself um you know if if you came into the if you came into the season with any confidence that you guys were going to even get to the super bowl it was there because of everything that we saw hard knocks and everything that we saw in the offseason and rogers and 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 just in like the way that the Jets do things, Aaron Rodgers getting out and having Zach Wilson back in the forefront is the most just thing that can happen. The second most just thing that can happen is losing to the Patriots yet again. And uh, I think that yesterday was, was you know, the, the biggest evidence that Zach Wilson is just not it. Um, and there's plenty of blame to go all the way around. You know, we've been chatting about it. You know ever since the game through the game this morning it seems non-stop i think everybody in the world is uh doing the same thing when it comes to zach wilson and the jets and everything there's plenty of blame to go all the way around and i think that um i think that the biggest thing is yes zach wilson is not it but i also think that robert sala is also not it uh you you guys you know you guys you know over the weekend been like kind of pointing to the fact that the coaching was abysmal and it really was you know so so credit to to you guys for pointing out the fact that the coaching was that bad but i have my own thoughts on that um i think that you guys literally either need to if you are going to go for it then you need to do anything that it takes to get someone so that you can go for it um or you just need to tank and get rid of solid get rid of zach uh maybe get rid of Hackett, get rid of everything okay because that's just how i feel i think that this season is over and it's crazy that we're saying that on week three Jose
1: so I think um that it was a really bad game I think like you said there's a lot of blame to go around on all sides I think that the the issue that the Jets have right now is Walt and I have have been talking about it and I've been trying to get his opinion so I can represent it a little bit on the podcast um, since he's not joining us today and we're we're of the mindset that at this point Zach Wilson may not be it, but the Jets made the decision in not signing any veteran quarterback. Literally anybody with a pulse that's played in the NFL or has some experience with NFL teams as a, as a backup, whatever. The moment that that a Rod got injured, Carson Wentz and 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 Matt Ryan have reached out to the team. One of those one of those guys should be on the team right now. Okay. The issue that I have with giving up on Zach now is you're stuck with him. We are stuck with Zach Wilson. Unless you cut him, I mean, you can do that certainly, but that's a big cap hit. That's not the best decision to make even in a situation as dire as this one. Um, But you kind of have to stick with him. And I'll I'll, I'll qualify it with this. You have to stick with him at least for the next two weeks. But you can bench him next week if he's not doing well because it's the Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions. You can make a change in that game. Um, the week after that, we're playing the Broncos. So, honestly, that's the last game that I would want to see Zach Wilson have a show me game in. Uh, next week is a little bit of that
0: against the Broncos, is a show me game because we saw what happened to them, but we'll get to that later. I mean, yeah, it's 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 to be honest with you, what you know, we've been kind of going back and forth. Uh, it's in a way, it kind of seems a little bit reminiscent of like how I feel about defending Daniel Jones. Uh, but it's it's to me, it's very very different because when you're defending Daniel Jones, um, his biggest issue is that he doesn't have he has the coach, he has the skills and the ability. He's he's physical. He can see the field. He can throw the ball. We know that he can throw the ball now. Um, he can run it. He can he can make plays. Um, he's just not been surrounded with enough talent or enough enough people that work. You know. He has no protection. He doesn't have receivers. Um, And I say that, you know, apparently still feels like that, even though we supposedly added, you know, we supposedly upgraded our team in every single uh, um, area. Um, But he still has those issues. So you can still make a case for Daniel Jones um, because he's still lacking in, in his, in, in his surrounding, in his environment. For me, the biggest issue is the fact that Zach Wilson does have everybody. He does have, you know, a line that can give give him enough time. And we'll get into kind of the deficiencies of the game in a bit, but he does have an offensive line that gives him enough time at least 30%, 40% of the game, Uh, maybe even more, I would say. He has weapons that he can throw it to. He has weapons that can run it. He has a defense that can put him back on the field often and can can make stops uh, when they're all playing together and they're all clicking. And even though... yesterday's game against the patriots they didn't necessarily click the entire the entire game they did start clicking especially in that second half um and and i guess the biggest issue with the jets is the exact opposite of the giants right where the giants we have the quarterback and we have the coaching the jets don't have the quarterback and don't have the coaching that being said i still think that at the end of the day it's still in the hands of the quarterback okay even with not the best play calling a quarterback is there to make the play right a quarterback is there to to see what's what's available and even if even if in the beginning it might be a little bit tough you know i, I think the patriots had a really good scheme against them uh especially in the first half uh they 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 really were super sticky to the receivers the receivers just really weren't getting open so you know you can kind of make the excuse for Zach in that first half um but that being said He also made a lot of boneheaded mistakes. And the issue is, is that in no game, unless you're Patrick Mahomes or it seems like the Miami Dolphins, unless you're either of those teams, you're never going to have a game where you have complete control of the defense, complete control of the offense, where you have perfect play calling um, and that your receiver is always getting open. I think every single team will see in any given Sunday we'll see about 30 percent of their plays receivers aren't getting open 30 percent of the the plays you're getting pressured but then 30 percent of that of those plays you are you do have opportunities and the issue with zach is that when he has those that 30 percent he isn't taking advantage of the opportunities that are right there in front of him and 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 the biggest uh kind of example for to me is the safety that happens um you know zach did put together a great run that ended in a a, a touchdown ended up bringing the game to 10 to 13 uh, against the uh, the patriots but that safety is indicative of him just not having awareness right the the pocket is sometimes going to collapse and as a quarterback you need to have the awareness of what's happening around you is the pocket collapsing then see what's what's there you're either going to have to like you know take a sack or not but in his case he had two wide receivers right in front of him, completely open. If you need to get rid of the ball, you get rid of it to the sidelines or to the obvious shot to, 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 to Brees Hall. No, not Brees Hall. Who was open? Isn't getting
1: rid of it to the sidelines of safety if you're in the pocket?
0: Uh, yeah. The well, uh, uh, you know, you unless uh, Unless you have, like, actual – you know, receiving Okay, okay, of, okay. okay. Of,
1: let me let me address some of this because you addressed about ten things, and I need to like actually get into the conversation here. Because first of all, well, the, well, the would, idea, the point, idea point, that Zach Wilson is getting the protection.
0: Let me finish my, point, me finish my co- point though, just real quick. I just want to finish that one point that, like, that one play as an example is it shows you what the I think his biggest issue is. If he doesn't have awareness in the game, these things are just going to continue to happen. He's not gonna. He's he's not going to uh he's not going to see the opportunities uh that that are available to him when he's under pressure when there is nothing else and when a play needs to be made okay you're gonna have
1: to give me a few minutes because that was a long rant okay so first of all the offensive line the no team since 2000 has allowed a higher pressure rate through the first three weeks than new york jets so the fa- the the idea the idea that they're giving zach wilson time like other quarterbacks in the league it's a it's the most it's it's, it's that's not at all true. Zach Wilson has no time at all in that pocket. It's even worse than Daniel Bro, Jones in man. most cases. Daniel Jones has no to run around a lot more.
0: In no way. So de- yesterday's
1: me? game was better. Now hold on, hold on. I let you go for about five minutes. Let me. I go. It was not five minutes. First of all, but that go was on. about five minutes. It was not five minutes. But go on. Okay, so that yesterday's game was better, but the idea that Zach Wilson is somehow getting great offensive line play, no way. It's absolutely the stats. The stats played out. It hasn't happened this badly in 23 years.
0: The, the stats don't always tell the entire story of the game. Can you can you let me finish? Can you let me finish? Hold on. I didn't interrupt right. you at all in the entire
1: time that you spoke. You got to let me That's get through fine. the right okay. thoughts because you addressed about 10 things about this team. I got to defend my team. Yeah, but you're I making questions. My
0: you're, you're asking what, rhetorical questions then? What's
1: a rhetorical question? I gave you a statistic. This is the worst since 20. This is the worst in 23 years. 23 okay. years. An entire generation. Two generations, almost. That's the worst in 23 years. That's a statistic. That's not rhetorical. Okay. Okay. It was a busted block by Becton on that safety yesterday. Okay. The other things that that I wanted to talk about is yeah, the, the like if you you can't really blame the coaching and the the management and the rest of the team when they don't play as well as they can in the first half, and then also put it on the quarterback entirely. To me, that doesn't make any sense because I, in the second half he actually did very didn't well put
0: it entirely on the quarterback
1: okay but in the second half he actually played very well he had over 100 yards passing his efficiency was there he made a lot of great plays because the play calling was different in the first half you had bill belichick stacking six or seven men on the line and even tony romo commented during the broadcast in the fourth quarter that the jets finally threw on a first down For one of the first times in the entire game, it wasn't the first time, obviously, but it was so rare in the game that Tony Romo had to comment on it. That's piss poor play calling. You cannot say that this guy is not it. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay? Okay. That's bad play calling. Okay? The runs were all up the middle. The the wide receivers were all going seven yards or deeper on every play in the first half. Okay? There were no check downs. There were a few screens to the running backs, but – there was nobody else really from the wide receivers that was there and ready to help out in case Zach Wilson was in trouble. Okay. So in the first half, also, you had a completely busted hug coverage by Jordan Whitehead. This defense says that they're they're the best defense in the league. And I understand that they did incredible in this game. I'm not going to pl- place this on the defense really. But if you say you're the best defense in the league, you got to carry that quarterback a little bit. You got to get him the ball at least a couple of times in that game. The defense played well. Not a single turnover. This is the Patriots and Mac Jones. It's it's not Tom Brady anymore. Mac Jones is a right. decent quarterback, he's actually doing pretty well under the system. But the fact that you can't get a takeaway on that is I'm sorry, that's inexcusable as well. And then the other thing about it is like look, like I said, when Zach Wilson finally got some decent play count calling, and finally got some play calling that was a little bit more imaginative by the time the first fourth quarter rolled around. He actually started driving the ball. Now, this is at the end of the game when teams tend to give up clock, give up, give up field for clock. And I understand that. But he was also driving on most of those plays. There were a couple of drop balls. And yes, he made some boneheaded mistakes, but he didn't turn the ball over and he didn't fumble it. Okay, that is progression. Okay, now, listen, Zach Wilson is probably not it. On that point, we agree. All right. But again, the Jets put themselves in this position when they didn't sign somebody immediately after Aaron Rodgers went down, which is on the management. The other thing is, and this is one of, where I'm going to represent some of Walt's argument. You have personnel that can actually do something differently for the Jets in terms of offense. You have Nicole Hardman, who's a very fast wide receiver that came from the Chiefs, and he's not getting utilized in, the, in these schemes at all. He hasn't caught a pass this year. He hasn't even really been in any snaps. I don't really understand that. You have other players that can make an impact and you're not using them. So that's another thing. Michael Carter's not getting any runs. Is he a Bonaconda? Why do we have him on the team if he's not gonna if he's not going to get in every once in a while? You talked about it yesterday. Gibson could maybe even be a running back with the way that he jukes on on special teams. Why hasn't he been in the game in any other capacity with the amount of explosiveness that we've seen from him? This is my point. like I said, I understand everything that you said about Zach Wilson, but like I, but he needs two more weeks. Because of all those reasons, the Jets failed him entirely the in the first half yesterday. The Jets, Jets rallied around him it in the second half yesterday. Hold on, I'm do almost not. done. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. The Jets rallied around him in the second half yesterday, and something happened for them in the second half. The most boneheaded plays that Zach Wilson made were, yes, the safety, which was still a busted block by Beckton. was still a busted block by Becton, and the throwing short on fourth and 10 at the end of the game. But in terms of making those the against the New England Patriots, against Bill Belichick, to just make those two mistakes with Zach Wilson's It wasn't just those two mistakes. Last, so those me, two, two mistakes. Himself. What about the one that he man, sacked himself? You won't, you won't let me ever finish, man.
0: Come on. Let me just finish my thoughts. And but then I will let you falsehood. speak. You're saying he only made two mistakes. You're not going to count the fact that he literally sacked himself. You're
1: also saying falsehoods when you're saying he has a, an offensive line that's as good as any other in the NFL. Oh, no, and I didn't, no, I didn't interrupt say, you there. I didn't
0: say that he has an offensive line. That yes, you did. Him. You said, he has, said he's no, getting that protection that about 30 to 40 percent of the time. time and he did. Said, he has, that's he he not true, two. though. That's not true, though. It's objectively you're gonna not tell true. He the stats don't play it out. You gave a statistic. I gave you the actual statistic, which is not okay, wrong. Okay, but which, see, which that's why you grip. need to see the game because obviously you didn't see the same game because one of the issues, too, that Zach Man. also has, one of the issues, hold on. This is why stats don't tell all the, the entire story because one of his issues is that he makes well, some of the boneheaded mistakes that he makes is that when he's in the pocket, some of those stats where he get is, is getting pressured is because he's, he's pressuring himself. He's going into the pressure and causing that pressure on himself when he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Okay? Sometimes he has like enough protection and he puts himself in place to be pressured because he's going up into the pocket when he doesn't need to. And then the has something to do with him? the
1: fact that the jets receivers are all way downfield and he has to go through these long progressions instead of having some checkdowns early in the game. Instead of being able to throw on a first down, instead of establishing a running game by not yeah, just but like, running I mean, on first and second like, down, like, like running on pass. You're
0: kind sort of Nick picking as, for, as, as opposed to taking, taking stock of, of the entire performance. And my issue is that like, you know, one good drive, one great drive doesn't absolve you of your entire performance. And some of the boneheaded mistakes that he's making is not just one and two. Okay. Sacking yourself is a big one. Okay. Running up into pressure is another huge one things that has to do with awareness all of it has to do with awareness and yes Mikai beckton you know it was a busted uh a uh, 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 play on Mikay beckton but again that safety i i would put that on Mikay beckton if zach wilson didn't have someone literally right in front of him completely open that's free we're talking about like it you know how can you miss your miss that throw right there you know and and i'm just pointing to that but again he just you know, and, and the other thing, too, is, again, I'm not excusing the entire uh, Jets team because I've said, you know, um, uh, th- there's plenty of blame to go around in in every part of this team on the game. But the, the I think, and I think the vast majority of, not just the fans, but the vast majority of people that have played the game think that the number one reason that they lost that game was because of Zach. Okay. Number two me- reason?
1: Because of Salah. Let me let me let me give you Walt's thoughts over here. Maybe maybe don't interrupt me now because he's not even here to represent these. OK, well,
0: I mean, you know, like
1: you're still going to interrupt me before I even say anything. Come on. Hold on a second. Oh, my Stop. God. Stop. I'm just going to be mute until you're absolutely ready for me to speak. I'm giving you time to talk, man. You got to give me time to talk or else I'm not going to go get any thoughts out. I mean, there's supposed to be a little bit of a speak. back and
0: forth. I'll let you go. Not for a back go and, go for and a forth. Bit. Not a, hey, you shut up, and then I go, and then I'll shut up, and then you go. That's super boring. Who wants to see that? I can't even
1: say what Walt said. I can't even say what Walt said. It's like five sentences. Oh, go ahead. I can't even go say ahead. what Walt said. No. Hold on. The receivers are not getting open at all during the game. The times when Zach threw the ball out of bounds, which was a number of times, were the correct plays because no one was open. Open, excuse me. The safety was truly on Beckton, the left tackle. Zach had zero time to throw. Becton, after the game, admitting to slipping on the fray, letting letting the slipping on the play, letting the guy go free. Honestly, I am beyond flabbergasted at how the Jets coaching staff is treating their personnel. Ruckert is their best blocking tight end without question, and in situations where they need pass protection, he can't even get out on the field. Mecole Hartman is another one. Why is Cobb playing over him? Cobb gets his first catch of the season this week, and Hartman, with the speed he has, can't get on the field. So... Hackett, no innovation in play calling is another thing. No jet sweeps, no receivers in motion, nor show throws to the flat, no hurry up offense. The one time they did all those things, Zach's best drive of the game. Unbelievable how this coaching staff is approaching this team in terms of utilizing their talents. Makes me think that Hackett's run with the Broncos is not an anomaly. So... I'm not the only Mm -hmm. Jets fan that thinks the way that I'm thinking. Right. I understand that. But I still. Walter is a hardcore Jets fan. He's probably the best
0: football fan out of all of us in terms of pure knowledge. Right. I understand that. But I still think that they like you're you're in the minority because, you know, even though, yes, back then, you know, like they all said what they needed to say at the end of the game to the public, to the media to show support for Zach. But I guarantee you that in the locker room, that's not what's being said behind closed doors. That's not what being said. Okay, And and. And, yes, again, I, like I said, you know, Mikai back then, like, taking ownership of his mistake, kudos to him, you know. Um, but pointing to the whole Romo situation, yeah, like, Romo pointed out the whole, like, bad play calling, but he also pointed out time and time again in the game, okay, better options that were available completely free for Zach. So you can't say that they weren't getting free, okay? And then the other thing, too, is that, like, what we see on TV isn't isn't always what we're going to see you know, the, we're not going to see every single bit of the play. Like when we see, you know, a, a replay that will show a, a, an angle and show like receivers not being open, a lot of that, and Tony Romo also pointed to this, is that Zach Wilson is looking directly at the receiver that he wants to that he wants to throw it at. Defenders pick that up. They go to double team or they already know that this is the guy that he's going to throw it at. So they're more prepared. They're right on the receivers. One is One of those reasons is because of that. You know, because Zach Wilson is just not he's he's hes he doesn't have the best field awareness and the defenders can see that it's easy for them to pick up what receiver he wants to throw it. And it's and it's really easy to kind of defend that. Well, Um, I said
1: this to Walt earlier, and he also agreed with this. Uh, Here's the problem also with the Zach Wilson experiment. And then I want to move on a little bit to the running backs and some things that Brees Hall talked about yesterday. And then we can get to the Giants game and talk about what happened there. But like. Zach Wilson, for me, like, here's the unfortunate thing. He's not a third-year quarterback. He's had a year and a half, maybe, of inconsistent play with no real good coaching until maybe this year. And we already see that it's not maybe that great in terms of offensive coaching. I don't know if Salah is the problem. I think he has next year for me, and I think maybe Walt would say the same, although I'm going to let him speak on that. This year, I don't think is it. You you had everything kind of plotted on Aaron Rodgers, and then the, then the general manager and and the team decided, well, you don't have Aaron Rodgers, so I guess you got Zach Wilson. Um, so I mean, like he's he's a, a rookie or a second year quarterback at best, and this is his prove me year, and he's got two prove me weeks. Like I said, if he doesn't do anything against Denver, you have a bye week to maybe sign any damn quarterback on the planet and try to get him acclimated to the offense. So, I mean, that's that on that. The Jets put themselves in this situation. Zach might not be it, but he has to be it for now, which is why you have to put a little bit more on the team, a little bit more on the team and the rest of the staff for what happened yesterday. Yes, he made boneheaded plays. The two most boneheaded plays, like I said, and Walt agreed with it, were those two that I mentioned. He made a lot of mistakes. He didn't throw to a couple of wide open receivers. He still didn't turn the ball over. I think last I time he played against the Patriots, he had three interceptions. So
0: that's that well, That's that yes. for me. You know, Zach Wilson, whatever, might not be it. I, I don't even think that it might not be it. I personally think that he's absolutely not it. Uh, I think that this is already third year running. With this entire thing, this is a repeat of last year. This is this is week three, and you're having the exact same conversations that you've been having all year last year. And I understand the the unfortunate situation with Aaron Rodgers, it sucks for Zach Wilson. I feel for the kid because he 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 hasn't he he hasn't been um he's not in the best situation to be who he could be. But the unfortunate thing is that at a certain point you have to cut your losses and I can't see, I don't see how, I don't see how you can, you can put all this like, uh, like faith in the Zach Wilson environment, what you're going to like hold on to him for the rest of the year. You're going to wait for Aaron Rodgers to, we're going to try the Aaron Rodgers experiment next season. Zach Wilson will learn from Aaron Rodgers next season. And then what year six, he's going to be your quarterback. This is why it doesn't make sense because it's just not going to happen at this point.
1: You know, problem. Just, really, you know, really, really guess- want to move on from Zach Wilson already, and get to the rest of the team because we're just going back and forth on Zach Wilson for like 20 minutes now. The the thing about it is, nothing's going to be more of, of effectual on on Zach Wilson's development than the fact that Greg Knapp, the quarterbacks coach the Jets brought in a couple of years ago to to get him started, died in an unfortunate b- bicycle accident. Like, what kind of horrible horrible thing is that to happen? Not only to Greg Knapp and him and his family, but like. These these are like the crazy things that happen to the Jets organization. It's it's unreal and unbelievable. And like Greg Knapp, like rest in peace. Again, so much respect to the family. I don't want to trivialize it, but like it's it's just unbelievable how the trajectory has gone at this point. Um I want to talk a little bit about like what happened with Brees Hall in yesterday's game because sure. I think he got humbled a little bit, clearly, by what happened. Uh I think last week he he said a lot about uh you know they didn't win that game because he didn't get 10 10 carries or 10 touches and he got a little bit more than that this week and he really didn't do shit on offense now again i I put a little bit of that on the play calling but in the post-game press conference he was talking a whole lot less shit than he was last week after he got the touches that he wanted and he averaged about less than two yards per carry i think uh in yesterday's game i think it was the same for dalvin cook i think he was a little tentative on the runs yesterday He's doing a little bit of too much uh rope a dope trying to juke before he hit the line and not running with authority. I thought Brees Hall did better with that, but you know, the blocking just wasn't really there, unfortunately, in terms of scheming, more so than the, the blocking ability of the Jets offensive line. Again, I think they did pretty well yesterday. You said that, and I agree. Like this was their best game so far, but they're still the the bottom, the absolute bottom of the league right now. The absolute bottom of the last two and a half decades. Of offensive line play, so you know it. It was a rough game yesterday. I think the offensive line took a lot of, of responsibility. I think the biggest thing for me from yesterday, besides Sauce Gardner telling everybody that he got smacked in the nuts, is that this Jets team that's been talking so much shit and has gotten so much swagger ever since they signed Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. I think they're they the whole team is a little coddled right now. I don't know if you agree with that, but they have this this sort of entitlement because. They're, they're that good, and they don't realize that without Aaron Rodgers, they're not that that good. So I think yesterday I mean, was a bit of a wake-up call. You know? Yeah, I think so, right? I mean, I think yesterday was a bit of a wake-up call. Next week's game is going to be, like I said, the show-me game for Zach. If he doesn't do well, you, you can absolutely put Tim Boyle in against that point against the defending Super Bowl champions. There's no excuses. And then I think you can still start him if, unless Tim Boyle does something exceptional Uh, If he were to come into next week's game and shows that it really is beyond hope, beyond, beyond hope, because, again, the Jets put themselves in this situation. We don't have a quarterback. You sign one now. I mean, you either got to do it or you're you're already saying completely like we have with so many other quarterbacks that we've ruined in the future that have gone on to better things. It's over for you, too, kid. Like we've done it with Geno Smith. We've done it with Chad Pennington. We've done it with a great number of Jets quarterbacks. But I think this team got a wake-up call yesterday, and I think the team will probably play better next week. I think they're playing the Chiefs, and they realize they're going to fucking have to. But um, it's hard to say anything other than realistically, like this is starting to look like a it's going to spiral out of control unless we can get a win in the next two weeks, and that's probably against Denver.
0: You know, I mean, I, like, you know, as much as you don't want to hear it, you keep pointing to it in, in your own conversation, in your own dialogue. You know, it all points to the quarterback. So, you know, I, I'll leave it at that. You know, uh, you know, I'm sure that you guys were are, are kicking yourselves in the butt for uh, not uh, resigning Mike White. You know, uh, that kind I mean,
1: of stuff.
0: Um, but doesn't suck for him since he threw a uh, – what is it? A 68-yard touchdown pass.
1: 68-yard touchdown pass to Robbie Chosen in garbage time of the Dolphins In garbage game. time, but he still yeah. threw it. You know, he, he still did, threw he, it. He
0: had two passes. He completed both of them, and one of them is a 68-yard touchdown pass on a legendary one game.
1: One of those the, were like one yard or negative top one top. yards or something. You know? But still.
0: I mean, you know. That still. was –
1: that was the craziest thing. I, I think, well, that is easily the craziest game that I've ever seen in my life. For those who don't know, the Dolphins won against the uh, let's ride Broncos 70 to 20 last night. And I I, I got to say, I feel a little bad for Russell Wilson. I don't feel bad for Sean Payton because he said that, that Tua was going to be benched by this time uh, this year. And Tua absolutely took did a Jordan and took that personally. Uh, I think they got 726 total yards and 70 points. Absolute insanity! both of their running backs got four touchdowns each. I, it it was—we joke about it all the time—but that was literally, literally an actual game of of mad. And Mike McDaniel, like, I don't know—is he one? Of, is he the best offensive coach in the league right now? Are the Dolphins the best team in the league right now? I guess I don't know the answer to any of those questions. <laughs> But that yeah, was a, uh, an absolutely crazy game.
0: Yeah. So anyway, let's go ahead and uh, move on to the uh, Giants now. Yeah. So um, it was a tough game to watch, uh, personally, just because I thought that uh, we would we would fare much better against the uh, the Niners. Um, you know, already like it already feels so far removed, being that it was Thursday. Uh, it's Monday today, right now, and and all the Jets uh, hoopla has kind of taken over a lot of the uh, a lot of the news. Kind of. Thank God um, that they have, but um I, I don't think that it was a, a terrible game, but it was a it was a difficult one just because of some expectations. Now, the expectations that some of us have as as, as uh, Daniel Jones defenders and believers uh, were that it's, it was going to be a close enough game where we could maybe squeak it up. I don't think that anybody really really gave the Giants a chance to 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 win against the Niners on a short week, depleted, tired, on the road um against the one of these teams and who i think actually is the best team in the league right now even though brock purdy himself didn't have like the best the best the, the best team in the uh, nfc uh, even though brock purdy did himself didn't have uh the, the best performance um i personally thought that daniel jones performed better as a quarterback than brock purdy did even though brock purdy was bailed out a ton and the biggest issues that we had i think was uh showing that our weapons still need some maturity still need some uh, uh, some to prove their ability um i still think that our team as the giants are are still working to gel with each other uh, a few good flashes but the biggest takeaway of that game is that we we absolutely don't have an offensive line you know you say that the jets have the worst offensive line even if you want to say statistically i don't think that there's a shot in the dark that they have a worse offensive line uh, uh uh against the uh versus the giants our like i mean i want to say i think i Storyful. think it's like 70 to 80 percent of the time daniel jones is getting pressured um in not what specifically the stats say. in the, these the, the, in these last few games not so not what, <clears throat> what
1: it's not what the stats say you can say anecdotally all you want about the, about what you if see if the game, the game. if you just watch around. the two games compared to watch both I mean,
0: games I watched both games. Jose, okay. The I've offensive line you... was actually better for the, Gi- the, Gi- the Giants, Jose, and the defensive
1: wait. line got a sack this week finally. So that wasn't necessarily the problem. Okay. Anyway, that's that's what I thought about the Giants. Go ahead. Um. Yeah, so the Giants, I want to say Daniel Jones did actually did pretty well this week. He was very accurate with the ball. He didn't really have many options, unfortunately. The offensive line wasn't great. It wasn't as bad as the Jets' offensive line, no matter how many times you want to say it. It's historically bad. Um, but Daniel Jones is also somebody that moves around in the pocket a lot more and makes it look a little bit more like the, the line is is falling apart, and they actually did do okay except for a couple of penalties in this game. The thing that killed the Giants again in a lot of these situations was penalties, just boneheaded penalties, pass interferences, holding calls, all these other things. Um you know, like, it, it it wasn't all on Jones, but it, it also, like, here's something else that I don't think you're going to want to hear. Like, Dable, uh, I think, is is a little bit cocky, just like the Jets are right now. He's He's got this aura of being one of the best coaches in the league, and I think his play calling was kind of not good yesterday either. I mean, Oh, he's
0: not the one making the play calling, right? It's
1: the 49er. I mean, he's the one establishing the, oh, man, come on, man. You're, you're going to put this on Salad, but you're not going to put it on Dable. What is going on here? Hold Uh, on. Hold on. All right. So Dayball is ultimately in charge of what the team does. All right. Oh, man, man, man. Look, Dayball's scheming and overall planning for the team was not good yesterday. What his offensive coach did and what his defensive coach did that kind of failed him was, again, like when you don't have a lot of time, you have to stop getting trying to get these progressions downfield. And that's not as badly as the Jets did it yesterday, but. A little bit early on, Daniel Jones can throw downfield, but the 49ers are not going to give you a lot of space downfield. You have to check down a little bit more. You have to throw a couple more screens, and there were a couple of drops on a couple of those screens and a couple of those short passes. Um, on defense, I really don't understand why y'all didn't prepare for the screen any any better because you got eaten up on that all game. I know that Debo Samuel is a yards-after-catch specialist. I know McCaffrey is great at that as well, but like the Giants were – utterly and woefully unprepared for that for the entire game and the 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 49ers won on that alone um yeah i mean i think the one thing that was well not the one thing there were a lot of positives like i said the offensive line was good the defensive line was good the receivers played well in spite of like all the troubles that they were having you know they were getting separation there were some drops but they made some great catches as well um i think who was it that got one of their first catches yesterday for the giants uh oh goodness well, no, 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 not one of the first catches, but Waller, Waller's first catch was pretty fantastic in that game. And um y'all had a decent game uh job from the running game yesterday. And Breda did really, really well. He got some push from the offensive line. He was able to 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 get into the, the 49ers secondary and get into the backfield a little bit, but um it remains to be seen if he's gonna be able to do that consistently. Um but yeah, I think I don't think that the the scheming against the 49ers, the overall plan that y'all had to play them this week was the best one that y'all could have put it together. I think it was kind of piss poor, to be honest. I think both teams, the Jets and the Giants, suffered from really poor coaching this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I agree with that. Um, but again, the difference between Dable and Sala is that Dable. The, the, when I when the, when I when I put her on Salah, I put her on Salah on on him just basically not doing anything, him not doing anything, him not telling his offensive coordinator, "Hey, we need this, we need to do that." Dable, when he has to, and he has, he's taken away the play calling from from uh, from from uh, Kafka, and I wish he had did, done that more on the forty nine ers game. Although we had like some other uh, issues in that game that I think, you know. Kind of point towards I point towards uh, the lackluster performance. I think that on defense, maybe one of the biggest issues that we had on tackling was because it was such a short week and they were banged up and beat up. That's a possibility. But yeah. um, uh, um, with uh, with our DC, you know, I also I also felt like it was it was not the best performance, not the best. Uh, I think um, no really no. I just didn't feel any real sense of urgency from, from our offensive and defensive play. And that's, that's where I, where I draw the line a little bit different. Uh, you know, if you take a look at Dable on the sidelines, like he is getting fired up. He is trying to try and trying to make certain things happen. Um, I think that he is more in the ear of his uh, coaching staff. Um, but, uh, but again, we had it. some deficiencies in that game and, 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 and the, um, yeah, they do need to play better, but again, the, the the biggest issue was that it was a short week, I think, and and it mm-hmm. was it's tough to it's tough to play prepare the 49ers. team on four days notice on the road uh against one of the best teams in the league. So
1: probably the best team in the league, other than like the 49ers. I don't think it's the Cowboys anymore. I don't really think it's the Eagles. I think the clap I mean, or the it's, Chiefs. It's
0: between the Chiefs it's between the Chiefs and 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 the Dolphins. And I think that with Travis Kelsey back, Chiefs and are 49ers. Really
1: Chiefs, Chiefs, Dolphins, and 49ers, You mean in, in terms of like the best teams in the league, or are we talking about?
0: I'm saying like as well, two like, separately. What Miami. I what I think is the best team in the league. I think it's the Chiefs. You know, I the think Chiefs. that uh mm-hmm. the the you know Miami has looks great and had that phenomenal game, but they also had that phenomenal game against you know a terrible Broncos team that uh I think uh bit off more than they could chew. Um, well, I the, think
1: the, the, I think that
0: Chiefs, game I think have a better put together squad.
1: I think the Dolphins game demonstrates one other thing that really annoys me about what the Giants and the Jets both did yesterday Um, or not yesterday, what the Giants did on Thursday and what the Jets did yesterday. You look at the Dolphins and the play calling and, and Mike McDaniel is is taking putting players in motion. The most simple fucking football strategy that's generally been used to create blocking situations, to create mismatches and to reveal zone or man coverage. And what he's doing with it, if you've, if you've been watching a little bit of what Mike McDaniel is doing, is he's, he's using motion to give his wide receivers and his running backs momentum. So when they explode off the line, they are exploding off the line at full speed. Why is nobody else doing this? Why is Mikko Hardman not in the game and going in motion? Why is Jalen Hyatt not going in motion and trying to get a full head of steam on these players? If y'all want to throw downfield like these, te- these teams seem to want to, Zach Wilson again, more stubbornly, and Daniel Jones has the ability. But like, how are you not going to give him some of these weapons and some of these, some of these things that any any coach can watch film from another team? I'm sure the Jets are watching film from the Dolphins and getting ready for them. Why is nobody on the either of these teams thinking about that? Hackett's supposed to be a great offensive coach. You know, like where's your offensive coach making these kinds of of calls? I think, and I think that that's the biggest thing that I had a problem with with both of these teams this week. I think that the play calling was unimaginative. Was it terrible? Maybe not. But it, it it's not going to do anything against these two teams. You're not going to beat Bill Belichick with basic ass play calling. You're not going to beat Shanahan with basic ass play calling. And you're not going to beat the 49ers with basic ass play calling. And that's what these two teams gave us. They didn't support their players this week in terms of play calling and that's that to me was the biggest thing that i took from this week i i need both teams really to bounce back and i think that the giants probably will i'm not sure about the jets
0: well i mean speaking about the uh the the coming week let's go ahead and kind of give our thoughts on them uh i think that there's absolutely no shot in hell that the jets have a bounce back against the chiefs your bounce back is going to get be against uh the denver broncos but we both we have both primetime games you guys got uh what I would have been an amazing uh, game if it was and Rodgers against uh Mahomes on Sunday night for Sunday night football. Um, and that's the Chiefs coming over here. Uh, so the Jets have a home game, so maybe that'll be the little bit of an edge. And it's again any given Sunday, anything can happen. Hopefully, Zach does put it together. Um, so we'll we'll, we'll see, we'll see about that. And then we have the um, the Giants have uh, the uh, Seahawks also home game, so um. And that's on Monday nights. So we got Monday night football with Geno Smith coming in there. Uh, which is an oh, interesting man. game for me to see because a lot of a lot of outlets, a lot of people have Geno Smith over 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 Daniel Jones as a, as a as a quarterback. Um I hope that Daniel Jones comes in here with that chip on his shoulder. Although he he doesn't really play with like a chip on the shoulder, he plays a little bit emotionless, which is you know kind of indicative like of like what our what our QBs are, you know, He's like our resting our QB DNA is. What'd you say stuff. his 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 face was like resting
1: like whatever face? Like gosh his, darn face. Yeah, it's resting gosh darn face. Uh, yeah, yeah, Same thing as gosh, Eli.
0: You don't yeah, see the, the
1: passion from him. from him. It's there.
0: Yeah. It's, it. it's crazy. Yeah, because I mean you see it, you know, like like going back a little bit to 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 the game with the 49ers, you know, he throws it right on the numbers and, and receivers just dropping the ball. You know, and you know, yeah. Sometimes they, you know, and that that we never got a chance to talk about the uh, Darren Waller uh, controversial miscatch. Was it high or should Waller should Waller have made a play? You know, like you just gotta make you gotta try to make the plays. You know what I mean? I think that like there was, yeah, it wasn't a great throw. So part of it is on Daniel Jones, but part of it is on Waller too. Waller's there to make those kind of catches, and and it's just Daniel Jones seems to not get even a little bit of help because the issue with daniel jones and his weapons is that it seems like unless it's right on the numbers they're not catching the ball and it seems like even if it's on the numbers people are just literally dropping them just letting them slip down to the floor and doing nothing
1: so, yeah Uh um, had a mean, couple of rough drops done yesterday done. that was a bad that was a bad drop on that thursday. catch thursday. that we thought or thursday sorry i keep saying that that was a bad drop on that on or he could have caught that like you said that was a little bit high and it was a little off his stride. I think Brightwell had a couple of of missed catches that would have really, really helped. But, you know, like, I I just really think that, man, both of of our our quarterbacks got abandoned a little bit by our teams this week. And I think think the Giants can beat the Seahawks, but I think that this is still going to be a really, really tough game. And I think that if we don't see some better play calling in the first half, that it's going to be a win for the Seahawks. I am predicting a Giants win, but I got to see more. And the Jets are not going to win this game, obviously. You just want to see Zach Wilson not completely fall apart and not turn the ball over 17 times.
0: Well, nope. we'll see about that. So, anyway, thanks for watching. Um, you know, uh, it's 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 been an interesting season so far. Uh, I'm not sure I necessarily like where the script is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens then. Don't forget to like, rate, share, and subscribe. Uh, until Until next time. Go Giants. Go Jets. Peace out. Peace.